What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you, from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host, John Malecki, runs a full-time furniture company and its content site, JohnMalecki.com. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 19. Today, we're going to be talking about Pinterest. That's right. I said Pinterest. And I know you might be thinking, uh, why do I want to look at a bunch of crafts, recipes, and pictures of finished kitchens? But let me tell you, Pinterest is a powerful tool that you can use to drive your business. We're going to tell you why, how we use it, and why you should be too. What's up, John? What's going on, dude? Pumped back, jump back into a, another social platform content. Um, we get a lot of great feedback about this, and ironically, we've been getting a lot of questions about Pinterest from our patrons, so this should be a nice, juicy episode. Absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceived perceptions about what Pinterest is. And, you know, that's like I said in the intro. So it'll be cool to kind of pull back the covers a little bit on the Pinterest uh, social platform. Uh, but before we get into that, we do want to thank the new members who have joined the MFP tribe this week. Uh, ben Qualey from Ben's Workshop, Maine. Chris Chambers, Brian Boril, Paul Gustafson. Brad Sancor, Lance Mitchell, Dave Garcia, and Miter Mike's Woodshop. Uh, all those folks came over to uh, patreon.com forward slash made for profit, and they are now enjoying some of the benefits uh, like our pricing guide, which uh, that is free for our patrons, and we are now in the, uh, the full release on that. So if you're still interested in that, you can go check out over at our website. Uh, but man, we're we are so glad to have our patrons over there. We had a live stream last week, John. That was awesome, man. That that live stream was fun hanging out with the guys. Yeah, it was really cool to get to uh, interact as as quickly as you do in a live stream instead of, um, you know, over the time, I guess the time constraints of question and answer, which we typically do. So really cool. Had a blast. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stoked to see how soon we can hit our next milestone and do another one. Absolutely, man. So what you been up to this week? Um, well, I did this crazy thing. It's been a while, but I, uh, I dropped a video <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, I'm pumped to be able to get some time back into producing more content for all of my followers, as well as all of our followers now here on, on made for profit. And, um, I should have another video coming out the day this one drops. So I'm stoked about that. Um, I've got some new, new big ticket items coming into the shop, new dust collect, new dust collection system, as well as a CNC. And, um, I'll be pumping out some more content goodies based around those. And then, um, you know, the typical workflow, some <laughs> restaurant workbenches, a couple dining tables and a live edge walnut countertop on the docket for the next, next week. So lots going on. Excited to be back pumping out content. Um, Absolutely, man. I can't in, wait to the- see some more video from you, dude. I know I, I've been, um, I've kind of settled into a, you know, once every two weeks or at least I'm, I'm getting which is which is better than once every three weeks so i'm still trying to get into that that weekly flow uh man it's just uh you know the the work-life balance uh i've been struggling with a little bit quite honestly and then uh, the other day my son stabbed himself in the eye with a straw 
And that yeah. was, yeah, like, you don't just, you, you don't account for that kind of stuff. So that was not good, but he, he's okay. He's fine. Uh, but we did, it was a little scare there for a minute and, uh, took him into the oh. doctors and all that stuff. Yeah. So there you go. That's what you have to look forward to, John. Um, yes. but yeah, so I, I did finish up the modern side table, published that last week. Um, and then also last week I've been doing some unboxing. I've been getting some things for smart home integration. So uh, some thermostats and some Bluetooth lights and things. And I'm actually really excited to start working with some of this. I've talked about it a little while um, for a little while now about trying to integrate more home DIY projects. And that was kind of oh, the yeah. idea all along with fix this, build that is that there was going to be a fix this kind of DIY home home aspect to it. So this is going to be one of the, one of the first things I'm, I'm doing kind of on that side and I'm, I'm pretty pumped. That stuff's really awesome. Um, I'm very excited to then be able to override my wife on the thermostat just on my phone instead of having to walk over. <laughs> She'll never know. <laughs> yes. Just, just keep it hidden and make sure all control is yours. That's, that's what I hear these that's days. Right. It really works There's, well. <laughs> yeah. There, there is no app, honey. There is no app. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'm also planning out a bed for my daughter. So, um, nice. Lots of good stuff coming down the pipe. But today, what we are going to talk about today is is Pinterest. And um, Pinterest is just a it is an awesome way um, for inspiration, for sharing. So it, you can use it a lot of different ways. And, and if you're not familiar with Pinterest, um, basically what it is, is it's a search engine and it's a repository for visual search. So Pinterest is uh a pin on Pinterest is basically a picture and that picture is linked to something. So uh, whenever you post a link to a picture that is linked typically to uh, a URL. So that'll go to some website, whether that is somebody's personal website, whether it is, you know, a product page on Pottery Barn uh, or a sales page on Etsy or a blog or wherever. Uh, It is a picture that is linked to a URL, URL and it also has a description in it. And then these pins, so they call them a pin, these pins are then aggregated uh, onto boards, which if you think of a board as just a file folder, so think about it as a folder on your, your desktop if you're storing a file. And so you might have a folder um, you know, for tables or you might have one for kitchens. And so that's kind of what Pinterest is, is it's a huge collection of pins and, and boards that people are curating and constantly adding to. Uh, and so you can go on and search for inspiration there. And John, I know you use it a lot for inspiration, right? Because um, I think it works really well for what you do with clients, right? Yeah, it's actually a great tool for uh, the client relationship and to build, you know, to, to kind of, I guess, scour through that discovery phase with clients. Um, the way I use Pinterest is mostly for inspiration from a client in order for me to build whatever they're looking for and have some type of of uh, inclination towards their style, towards what they're looking for. So um, on the other hand, I also use it for my own inspiration. I I actually go into Pinterest uh, as, as much free time as I can find and try to get 10 to 15 minutes of just uh, you know, in inspiring type builds for whatever category I'm looking into. Um, I'm doing some, some drawings and renderings right now for a local boutique and it's mostly modern styling. And that's a little uh, different than what I typically build. Um, so I've been doing a lot of research in modern style and I've been doing it on Pinterest. And, uh, so you can really gain a lot of knowledge and understanding for 
basically anything on Pinterest. Really cool tool. What I love about it is it's just almost essentially curated for you. You know, if you're looking for something specific of a category or genre or style, whatever it might be, that search is going to bring up as many relative pins and boards as it can find towards whatever topic you choose, which is really, really cool um, because you don't have to go diving through photographs, say, like if you'd be on Google looking through them or on house where it you know, you click on it, it takes a URL every single time. It throws them boards up there and makes them really easy to, uh, I guess, to consume. And then it's also really nice on mobile, uh, which is great because, yeah. you know, having the ability to go back and forth with clients as well as with yourself from desktop to mobile, it's a big part of running your business. Um, it's why so many of us love web-based applications for business management. It's the same kind of thing. If you can aggregate your inspiration and what you're looking for on desktop and mobile. You know, Pinterest is a great tool there. Um, love what you were touching on with, with the, with the boards. You know, if I'm, if I'm digging a certain style or if I'm really looking to, uh, hone in on something, I can create a board and put it on my page. There's also going to be millions of boards other people have that are very similar. Um, and you can go and find inspiration from those. And, and so it's just like a, a really cool underutilized tool. Um, I think mostly for men, you know, it's been, it, it gets a right. lot of, uh, it gets a perception that it's a very feminine, um, type app, which it is, but it also has, you know, I don't think the uh, sex really matters when it comes to using it. It's what you're, uh, the type of content you're trying to consume. So, I mean, if you're not looking for you know, baby clothing inspiration, it doesn't mean you have to, you can't be on Pinterest. I, I actually do a lot of, um, my metalworking inspiration as well as, uh, some other like, you know, man, I guess, type things on there. Um, man, it's great to man see. type, man type things. Yes. I, like that. I, do, like, I do man type like, things. Actually, I have a board called man cave ideas. So yes, like yes, brewing you, my you own can. beer and beard grooming. And <laughs> yeah, like, but, but things it does. That are like, I think it's, it, but I think you're right. I mean, you know, without, you know, we are not obviously trying to be sexist or anything like that. But that is the stereotypical. Like people think Pinterest mm -hmm. is for women and they think that it is. Uh, and there are a ton of uh, beauty and crafting and, you know, trinkets for uh, how to make banners for your kid's birthday party and things like that, that, um, you know, that a, a lot of stay at home moms spend a lot of time there. And so that is, you know, that's their core audience uh, is female. And and like we say, you know, knowing your core audience, so that is how it's how it's geared. But what I've absolutely seen is, man, I found some great woodworking boards there. I've seen some great, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, I've seen some metalwork, I've seen some leatherwork boards. Um, and so, it, just to to kind of wrap our arms more around what it is, and I, and I like what you're saying, John, about the um, how Pinterest will also give you recommended things. It's almost like a mix between Google Image Search and Instagram. Because what yeah. happens is, um, in one way, so you can search when you come into Pinterest, uh, the, the very top thing on the page is a search bar. And so you will type that in, uh, and it will come up with a bunch of pins that are related to whatever you typed in, uh, based upon SEO and keyword searches and all that good stuff. Uh, but then, as you start clicking through, it'll start recommending other, other things, and Every pin is linked to a person and an account. So what you can do is you can follow that person. You can follow them or you can follow their boards. And so as you start doing this, when you log into Pinterest and you go to the Pinterest homepage or your home, just like when you open up your Instagram account, it's going to be populated with 
people who um, you're following, boards that you're following, and also related boards based upon the Pinterest algorithm. So it's a really cool way to, like you said, discover new people and discover um, some projects and inspiration. And that is a, a great way that I use it as well, John. I use it um, to go in and just, you know, I'll type in side table and just like, Go out there and look at ideas. Uh, but what's also cool is that a lot of people will pin things, like I mentioned before, from Pottery Barn or Restoration Hardware. So instead of having to go to all these sites, I can go there and people are already pinning it because, you know, they're saying, oh, I want to buy this. Um, and that's also a cool indicator, right? You can see if something from Pottery Barn has a ton of pins, you know that that's resonating with, you know, a bunch of people out there. Yeah, and it, it actually gives you a little bit of market research on what people are looking to buy. Um, one great thing about Pinterest in my use and how I use it is that my clients are already on it. And because of that, it makes it a really easy segue for me to understand their vision for whatever piece I'm trying to design for them. Um, and, and what you're able to do is do exactly what you, what you said, Brad, is uh, check out their boards or whatever photos they send over and then go see – uh, like the hot topics related to it in the industry, especially from resellers. Um, so a lot of us are looking to sell stuff um, or, you know, make money uh, producing product. Well, Pinterest is an awesome tool for that. Even though you're not selling the product directly on Pinterest, um, the inspiration for the product as in the development process for custom work um, really does have a very uh, big opportunity on it. And, and I like it a lot for that. Um, what's also great is if you're in, in Brad's situation and you're doing a lot of uh, content-based business, you know, Pinterest is a monster for that. I see tons of amazing plan sales. I see a tons of amazing digital products on there. Um, and I, I, I love that it's like a conglomeration of both the digital and physical um, in somewhere that's just easily consumable. You can yeah, digest it um, just by you know seeing pictures. You don't have to jump into page to page to page like you would on Google. Um, really awesome tool with with a much more going on than people think. It's not like you know this. I don't know. It, I, I don't even know how to describe Pinterest anymore because it's. <laughs> just, I've been using it and I like it and it's it's been good for my business. So you uh, like back in the day <laughs> when Brad was selling me on using Pinterest more for for my content business. I, I realized, you know, really fast that it's a huge tool for anybody trying to build a brand or build style or build a business um, because of the ability to, I guess, like segment parts of whatever you're doing. Um, so, you know, I guess on the and the why segment of what we're getting at here is why why you want to be on Pinterest. It's just because it's massively powerful and there's just so much you can do with it. Yeah, I tried to look up some stats. I couldn't find anything. Uh right away on how big the search engine is, but it's a huge search engine. And so it is a way to do that. So, you know, getting about how we use it, that how we use it personally and talking about inspiration to design a collaboration, um, you know, for me as a content creator, John hit exactly on it, is that what I mentioned in the beginning is every pen is a direct link to a URL. Okay. So what that means is that, uh, when you click on it, what happens is when you click on a pin, um, when you look at the feed, you know, there's, uh, I think maybe five rows and, and a bunch of pins going. So it's just like this huge, um, collage of different pins. And then if somebody clicks on one, if they're interested in it, it will come up to a preview, a larger pin of the actual image versus a thumbnail. 
Um, and then it will also show them a detailed description of whatever you have written in there. And then if they want to learn more and depending upon what your call to action is, like what the fee, what the what it says, right, because they're going to click on it and they're going to go read the description. And if it says, hey, come visit my site to learn how to make a modern side table. Boom. They, you just hit them with a the call to action. They're going to click on that. And that is how you can convert traffic to your site. And so for me personally, uh, and I've mentioned before, you know, I started my blog before I started um YouTube. And so uh, driving traffic to the blog from Pinterest uh, is a huge cornerstone for for blog traffic for a lot of bloggers. And that's kind of how I learned the ropes is using Pinterest. And, you know, today Pinterest gives me about 25 percent of my traffic to my website every month. Um, So it is a massive it's it's only behind Google search um, of my of my actual traffic generation to my site. Um, So, yes, it, it is highly it is, uh, you know, highly searchable and it helps drive that traffic. But on the flip side, um, some of the other reasons. So if you're a product person, John, John kind of touched on it. Um, your Etsy page is a URL. You can drive people to your Etsy page. And there's actually we'll talk about it here in a, in a little bit. But there's actually you can have what would be considered a purchasable pin so that they know that, oh, I can go buy this on Etsy. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's really great. And then the other thing that I just want to hit on was the viral sharing opportunity. So a on Pinterest, um, when it starts getting shared, you can get your pins shared a lot of pins very quickly. Uh, and so it's, it's almost like a sharing on Facebook is that as a pin goes viral and it gets shared and repinned and starts hitting all these boards, that reach can go just, you know, really fast, you know, really wide, really fast. And um, that's way better than what you would get from SEO off of, you know, just say Google. Yeah, and I think uh, that is the one aspect of um, social networks that we kind of miss on because we're so heavy on Instagram and that shareability doesn't really exist there. But, you know, Pinterest has a ton, ton of power when it comes to resharing and vir- virality, virility, virality of uh, of your content, um, which is great because it's uh, visually a it's a visually stimulating platform as well, which is very comparable to Instagram where, where we're both, uh, you know, have a lot of emphasis and, and we're both heavy on. So you can, you can, you can take the content itself that you're already producing to a degree and then tailor it to Pinterest and, um, and it'll work well for you. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it there, but you know, in, in a basic sense, this is why you we're prodding me to get on because it's like you're already producing right. the content. You're already doing three quarters of the work. All you got to do now is create Pinterest specific content. Now, you know, we've talked about this a lot over the past dozen episodes when it comes to producing any type of content. Pinterest is a very specifically formatted type of content as well. Yes. Don't 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 just think that you can, you know, like on Instagram, uh, hit a switch and tweet it and throw it on Facebook which, by the way, we don't recommend. Um, but you you definitely should uh, be tailoring your content on Pinterest for Pinterest specifically. Um, so, you know, there's there's a bunch of reasons why. I think we're, we're going to jump into that here in a minute. But uh, me getting distracted, as I typically do, um, one other part that Brad <laughs> didn't touch on was, uh, I think, uh, was paid pins. Um, another very powerful part of the, like, you know, the, one of the reasons you should be on Pinterest is that there is opportunity to promote pins, correct, Brad? Right, yeah, paid advertising, yep. And uh, and we all know that that's a huge component of Facebook and Instagram's marketing for marketers and businesses. You can pay to put eyeballs on your stuff, um, 
And I mean, I'm not an expert there. I, I don't think I've ever used it. Uh, what I've read is you you want your high performing pins, um, if you're going to be paying for them, to be the ones that are getting paid promotion for, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And, and we can we can jump in into that, and, and because uh, I've I've not actually done that either, John. I know we've we've kind of talked about it and discussed it, but I've never actually done one. But so you might be thinking, okay, Pinterest, uh, and probably a lot of you have accounts. Uh, and probably a lot of you don't. So, you know, how do you get started on Pinterest? Cause this is, you know, we understand that this is not something in our community here that is widely accepted necessarily. So, uh, you know, like anything else, you just go over, you sign up for the account. Uh, but as a business, so we're talking about this obviously for business. And if you have a personal one, um, that's fine as well, but, uh, you can set up a business account. So you want to set it up, uh, set it up as a business and link it to your website. So if you do have a website, you want to link that because what's going to happen is that then you will be, um, tagged as, as kind of the owner of that domain. And then as you start pinning pins, they can see, oh, okay, this is linked to fix this, build that who owns fix this, build uh, or John Malecki on John or et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it, it also helps you out in the in the search engine that way. But, uh, you know, basically that's your first thing. Go in there and then what you'll want to do is um, go in and start looking at your content. OK. And of to pin. But I think what one people uh, what one people what what a lot of people miss on is that they don't they think that it's it's a one way thing. And I think, uh, you know, we were having this conversation, John, in the beginning as well, is the thing that Pinterest wants is the thing that all social media platforms want. They want you to interact. They want you to be part of the community. Um, they want you to spend time on Pinterest. Okay. And that's what YouTube wants you to spend time on YouTube and Instagram wants you to spend time on Instagram. That's, that's just how it works. And so you can't go in there, just pin your things, you know, set of boards and then just be done. Um, it, it's not going to help you. It's not going to share that way. So what you need to really go in there is, is find your interest. Um, look at your, look at what your, your personal work is, look at what your interests are and go in and set up some boards and set up. I would recommend to set up five to 10 boards to start off with. Uh, and then, you know, you guys can go, John and I'll have a link to our accounts. Um, I've been on Pinterest for quite a while, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe three years now. Uh, so mine's pretty well filled out, but I have a ton of boards. I got, I probably have 20 or 30 boards. Um, and we'll talk about group boards here in, in a minute, but, um, Go ahead and start and start pinning content you've already made or products you've made. If you have beauty shots, you can also pin um, Instagram pins. So you could do that through the website, or there's different th- you know there's different ways to do that. But you can go to Instagram on your desktop and you can pin from there. Um, but yeah, that's so getting started. <clears throat> excuse me, that's kind of the foundation is is kind of setting up your structure and then getting some boards where you can start putting those those pins out. John, how many how many boards do you have? Do you know? Uh, have you really filled yours out? I got, I have a, I have a pretty good amount. I've been really focusing on getting, um, I've been, I've been trying to mimic our, ironically, uh, Ben's, um, layout for Pinterest because he does such a good job. Um, so I've been adding more and more boards that are based on stylings and inspiration for me personally. Um, and kind of what I like and who I am, uh, because my Pinterest board is personal. Um, so it's a John Malecki Pinterest board. Obviously it's tied into johnmalecki.com. Uh, but you know, that being where my emphasis is a lot of boards on just like the things I am passionate about in my personal life and professional life. And that's another thing to get used to using the platform that I suggest is when you're starting out with boards, I just, you know, wrote a list one day sitting at my computer on things that I liked everything from uh, food all the way to 
you know, big trucks with jacked up lifts and tires to <laughs> outdoors, farming, hunting, whatever it might be. Um, all of that stuff you can create boards for and start building this persona of things you like. Um, and then you'll really, once you get a sense of it, you can start honing in on uh, whether you're, you're in a content based business or in a, um, in a production for, for, for resale type business. And you can see, you know, uh, you can have boards as specific as modern styled coffee tables, all, and then to more general stuff, just tables, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but you can really start to learn how to use Pinterest to your advantage in order to categorize these things um, and get more eyeballs on them. So I, I think I'm, I'm up to, I would say, around 20-some boards. Um, I've joined a bunch of group boards, which we're going to jump into here, which has been helping me a ton with my content stuff and, and also getting to meet new people. Uh, we talked about networking two weeks ago. You know, <laughs> as crazy as it might sound, Pinterest is a nice opportunity to network. I've, I've had to apply to all these group boards and I got to meet all their wonderful creators and uh, pushed them right over to Instagram and now we communicate regularly. So it's pretty cool. Um, so like Brad said, to get started, just start, just start setting up boards on things you like. I mean, they don't have to necessarily be right in line with your woodworking or furniture making. Um, but they, you, you can get a sense of how, how it works by just doing you know, whatever you're into. Um, right. And go from there. That's kind of how I got started. Yeah. So I just, I just pulled mine up and, and um, so, and also I said five to 10, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, start with five start because one of the things that you want um and again, I'm I'm talking here about optimizing for business. So if you want to do personal, you know, do do 100. Doesn't matter. But um, if you're really trying to drive dra- traffic to the boards and trying to grow a following, that's where um, we're going to kind of lead you down from here. Uh, but but start small because what you want is you want you would much rather be um, deep and narrow than wide and shallow. So mm-hmm. uh, instead of having 50 boards all with five pins on them, you would want to have five boards with 50 pins on them. That makes sense. Um, and so I just pulled up my account and I'm looking at it. Uh, my very first board and the one I lead with is fixthisbuild.com builds. And all that is, is those are my builds from um, anytime I post a video or well, actually for blog posts, um, I have those in there. So these lead to posts on my website. Um, and I, I have different pins. So I have different pins for the same builds sometimes. Um, the next one I do is uh, I actually literally just started this last week is a video tutorials from fixthisbuild.com.com. And these are going to link all to my YouTube channel. And I don't think I told you about this one, John. So I, I'm trying to test this one out. But so so like my first two things is like, OK, it's leading to my website and it's leading to my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but then I, I start breaking out. So I have, you know, outdoor DIY projects, shop ideas, workbench ideas, uh, woodworking tips and tricks, you know, um, DIY projects for kids, DIY bed ideas. So you get a feel for it. You can just have this, uh, you know, you can have this collection and it can be like John said, it can be extremely narrow or it can be wide, you know, woodworking tips and trip tricks is, is very wide versus a very specific style of a table, you know, modern mm-hmm. side tables. Um, but that being said, there's probably way more modern side table pins than there are woodworking pins today on Pinterest just because of, um, you know, the kind of the content that's out there. So uh, when you're building these boards, the idea is that you're you're building something that you want people to come look at people with similar interests to come check out. OK, so when you set up the boards, think about that. You know, you want it. You want them to connect. You want somebody if, if you call your board uh, DIY outdoor projects 
you don't want to have a picture of, you know, your new F-150 on there. Like that doesn't fit in that board. And people are going to look at it and go, yeah, even though John loves, you know, his F-150. Send that, put that in his, you know, big truck board. Uh, So make sure that the board is representative enough where that what you're putting in there um, all fits together. And it tells a story because, that's what you're trying to do. Again, you're, you're, it's, think about it as an Instagram feed. It's almost like individualized Instagram feeds. If you could split up your Instagram feed uh, into, you know, process shots or beauty shots or, or whatever, um, it's almost like it's giving you that opportunity. So, so think about that when you're making your boards and as you're setting things up, you are trying to attract followers because the, the whole idea to win on Pinterest from a traffic perspective is that you're trying to attract people to view it. You're trying to attract people to come and see what you've been posting. Um, and then eventually when you post your own content in there, people are going to click on it and go to your site and buy whatever you have or go view your content. Yeah, so so touching on that, um, the setup process, there's a, there's a couple little things you want to make sure you're taking care of. Um, one going right from what Brad said is to make sure you have – um, the pin JavaScript installed on your site. And what that does yeah. is just, it's, it's super simple. Um, I use Squarespace on most of my websites up until recently, but it's like just as much as adding the Pinterest button. And it does almost all of it for you. What it does is it allows people to pin your content and allows you to pin your own content. So, uh, when you're driving to that URL, all you have to do is pin your own stuff to the board boom, boom, and you're, and you're running and gunning. Um, so make sure you're taking whatever type of site you have. Um, we were talking to some patrons last night, a lot of guys and girls running uh, Wix sites, which is great, uh, great starter sites, Squarespace as well. You got to download the widget, I believe, for a, uh, a WordPress site, but it's really simple stuff. Make sure you have it rolling for you. It will work to your benefit. Yeah, you can use, uh, you're right, John, there's a lot of different plugins, um, but basically you just want to find one so that when somebody hovers over a picture on your site, that a button comes up that says pin it or has the little Pinterest logo or whatever. That's all we're talking about. Um, There are also um, kind of, you know, like a sumo me type um, application where Mm -hmm. it's a sharing application. So maybe you've probably seen these on websites up on the top bar there will be um, a lot of social platforms. So there'll be a Facebook, there'll be a, you can tweet it, you can pin it. Um, So that is going to be linked to the total page. So when you click on that, it's going to pull the one picture that you've assigned for that page, probably your feature picture. Um, So that's different than what we're talking about. That's also a good thing for sharing. Uh, But what we're talking about is actual code or a plugin that goes into the site so that any picture on that webpage is shareable. Um, Just by clicking on the actual picture, something should pop up. Um, typically a button in the top left corner will, will, or bottom left corner will pop up. So yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a great tip, John. It makes it really easy. Um, it's actually been really nice for me because um, as I continue to learn, you just, you know, kind of user, uh, as I would be using it, uh, pin my stuff to my own boards. And then I, you know, they've, they've, they've changed it now, right? To be able to just upload directly to Pinterest. You can upload, and- yes, you can upload direct. And yeah, now and then you can backload your URL and drive traffic that yes. way. So it's it's really becoming more, uh, I guess, user friendly, um, which is cool because it was a little bit complicated. I would say about six to eight months ago before they made that change. Yeah, and I and I don't know when they when they came out with that, but um, and that's typically how I do all mine is yeah. I will upload them and write the description. But uh, so just a, a couple other things. I, I guess we should have hit on this on the beginning, but um, one of the very important things about Pinterest is Pinterest is a vertical nature 
content, right? So it is uh, vertical. When you look at a pen, um, it is set up so that you view everything in a portrait uh position instead of a landscape or a square position. So when you're doing a pen, um, you know, we tell you on Instagram, you want to be square one-to-one 1080 pixels by 1080 pixels. Um, Pinterest is not like that. Pinterest likes vertical. And when you go on Pinterest, you'll see why, because uh, the pins are all set up in very narrow rows, uh, which are, which are vertical. And so um, when you're thinking about content, like John said at the beginning as well, is you want to make sure that you have vertical pins. So whenever you're shooting things for Pinterest or you're editing you want that to be vertical. Um, and, and like a, a three to two is a great ratio. So, uh, and then the, the width on Pinterest for whatever, you know, we talk about 1080 pixels by 1080 pixels for Instagram. Um, for Pinterest, kind of the status quo is 735 pixels wide by 1103 tall. And that is a three to two ratio. Um, so, so think about that when you're taking your shots, make sure you're taking some vertical shots because those are the pins that perform the best. Now you can still put a wide shot, but what's going to happen, go on Pinterest and look. And when you see the wide shots, like when somebody pins a, uh, YouTube video and it grabs the thumbnail, like it is so small because now you're, you know, you're 16 by nine, uh, you know, which is a much wider view and it's basically squeezing that down into the same width as all these vertical pins. And so, you know, it takes up a very, very small portion of the screen and you just don't have that um, presence that a vertical pin would have. Yeah. So when you're shooting your content, um, I, I just typically allow for dead space around the object I'm shooting. Um, that way I can format to square. And then it also helps with formatting to vertical. If you're shooting with a DSLR, just flip that bad boy to vertical um, and if it fits in the frame, you're probably going to fit fine on Pinterest. Um, but is one thing that we were saying earlier it is very specific to Pinterest. Uh, that vertical orientation can make or break, you know, the quality of what your content looks like um, when it's being pinned. Uh, there's like if you start consuming more Pinterest, you'll see some really, really beautiful and well done pins um, that, you know, people were specifically shooting for Pinterest, made sure that their orientations were done well and everything is formatted correctly. And those are the ones that kill it and they kill it for a reason. It's because the platform likes them. They're is the most easily consumable and they look great. Um, so think about that when you're shooting your content. Um, whether you're doing videos or you just want to put some photographs up there uh, and allowing for that vertical orientation. It's not that hard. Once you get a little, you get a template. I use Adobe Illustrator. Brad's a big uh, Photoshop guy. Um, both are easy to learn. You just set up a template, drop, drag and drop everything in there, boom, boom. And you're running and gunning um, and pretty quickly once you get the hang of it. But that vertical orientation doesn't matter how good your formatting is after if you don't have the photo shot the right way <laughs> it's it's tough right um, and you i've learned that the hard way, unfortunately <laughs> yeah yes. and and john why don't you hit on uh i like that you're getting into formatting so we'll kind of talk about some some basic techniques um when you're looking at a pen and you think about a pen so I, uh, there's probably a misconception as well about what we're talking about is that there's a couple different type of pens. There's the traditional photograph, which would be, you know, like an Instagram. But I think what's more prevalent and what people would think about, you know, when they associate with Pinterest is the text overlay, right? So, yeah. you know, nine ways to upcycle a palette, you know, like yeah. all the all these things. <laughs> and so that, you know, how do you uh, because I know getting in, you were like, man, I don't I don't know how this works and, and my content and like, uh, you know, my my fonts and and. You know, when you do that, how are you doing it? Are you doing the text overlays now? Or are you just doing the traditional 
picture with no text on it? Um, so it depends on the content, which I think is super important here. Um, it's spe- I specifically tailor for the content. Um, and I'm by no means crushing it as much as Brad is. But if I'm producing a piece of content that is, say, a tutorial or more of a DIY type post, then that's what I'm going to be doing the text overlay. The DIY stuff absolutely crushes on Pinterest. You'll see a lot of DIY tutorials, walkthroughs. They even have literal pins that'll walk you from start to finish on a build. You can go through step one through 10 on a DIY build on Pinterest, and it'll have almost the exact you know uh, steps that you need to take to build it right there. Um, so if my content's more of that type and I'm doing a, a walkthrough or a how-to type video, um, that's when I'll use the text overlay to my advantage. A lot of my builds are more entertainment and kind of inspiration. So that's when I'm really making sure that my photographs are what's standing out, not as much as the text overlay. So uh, I try to get multiple angles showing off the detail and the intricacy of the build. And that's how I format my pins for the inspirational and entertainment type posts compared to the tutorial type posts. And it's easy to figure out what you think your content falls into just by consuming the content on the platform. If you're typing in, you know, if you want to see uh, how to best title your pin or your post and you're searching, if you put that right into the search bar, it's going to bring up stuff that's most relevant and you can really see how what's performing best. If there's a lot of uh, script font laid over white photographs, um, with step by step, you know, maybe you want to tailor your content to be more like that um, because that's what people are already consuming. This is one thing that I do suggest not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, Brad was touching on it earlier with myself, as you know, I didn't want to abandon my fonts and my branding um, from my site when I got over to Pinterest, but when it comes down to it, Pinterest likes what Pinterest likes. Um, and the fonts that I use are kind of a little bit outside of that. So I've really had to tailor and, and hone in on the whatever stylings I'm using on Pinterest uh, because it is it is one of those places that has to be easily consumed, read, uh, crystal clear, and has to have uh, a – it just can't be like a, uh, a cool artsy font because you think of it. People want to read that in, right. the thumb, in, the, in the thumb formatting almost. They don't want to have to click on it just to be able to read. So when you're thinking text overlay compared to photograph, you know, make sure that that's something you're thinking about. It doesn't – you're not selling out on your branding package just by using a different font. Use something comparable um, and, and try to make it uh, as, as clearly readable as possible. Um, so the – and then the next thing I would suggest is white space, right, Brad? White space on Pinterest is huge. I mean I get comments from people that I know that are winning on Pinterest that's like – you need more white in your photographs. And it makes you're like, what? Uh, but it, it's it's something that um, I've been told and I've noticed on great pins, you know, that white space makes a huge difference um, than having just a super cluttered pin. Uh, so so think about yeah. that, too. You have, know, don't have, having a good focal point is key. Yeah. <clears throat> and and one one problem I have with a lot of my photos is the backdrop is my shop. And because of that, it's very cluttered. Well, Pinterest is really where you want to make sure you're either Photoshopping out all of the clutter and making sure that that focal point's uh, crushing it or staging your items in order to make sure that they're standing out against the foreground and a background and nothing else is really cluttering up that picture Um, because those are the photographs that do perform very well on Pinterest. Yeah, and that's another great way to use some of the – you know, photography techniques, uh, you know, pull something, uses shallow depth of field and pull it forward 
and and have the background as far away as possible so that your like John said your foreground is in focus and you could just have your table or your piece or whatever and then all that clutter in the background just kind of looks like you know nice fuzzy warm blobs and they're like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah the bokeh they're like oh yeah this looks great oh, and you're like God. no that's like a pile of junk and scrap boards <laughs> but whatever uh so yeah I, I like i like where you're going with that john about different content uh having different pens and and quite honestly so if, if i summarized um my pinterest strategy <laughs> um it would be <laughs> throwing a bowl of spaghetti at the wall i mean i do i literally do everything and it is like you said john just trying to figure it out like always trying new things um because it is just you know it's a lot like reddit you know nobody understands reddit until you get into it it's like nobody understands pinterest and i still don't understand it but all i know is i i I pin a lot and i use a lot of different pens i know it performs um but i will use so so think about it i was thinking about this um you know as i was trying to describe as well uh a Pinterest pin is very much like, I mean, it's almost exactly like a YouTube thumbnail. So mm-hmm. if you think about it like that, you know, some YouTube thumbnails, some people um, do a picture with no text at all, just a piece. Some people have, you know, very ornate, you know, overlaid, crazy things going on, very, very produced. Um, so Pinterest is exactly the same thing, and it's going to work, different things are going to work for different people and for different projects. Uh, I have seen some pins, and I've actually made some pins that are like, you know, we talked about three to two, uh, you know, like one to 10, like literally like this huge, you know, maybe like five or six pictures um, going down, showing the steps like John mentioned. And that's another way that people will do it. They'll even have numbers next to the steps. So like you could look at the pen and see like a complete overview of the project. Uh, and, and those sometimes perform well because they will take over the whole screen. So I mentioned before when you're you're scrolling through the home, that is in it's set up in I believe five vertical rows. Um, well, if your pin is you know one to ten, it's going to take up that entire row. So you know you're going to monopolize um, that entire row. Uh, wow, it's I, I just looked at it. It's actually seven. So yeah, it's got seven vertical rows. Uh, and if you have a long pin, again, you're going to dominate more of that screen space. Uh, but then you know you don't want to get too long either. Um, So with that, I would just say, uh, you know, try different things. And uh, the whole idea is clickability. So you want to put the pin out there that you think is going to get clicked on and is going to get noticed. And if you are an extremely good photographer or, you know, you're just a good photographer, you don't have to be extremely good. If you can take a good picture, uh, you don't need words. And there are a lot of pins that don't have any words that perform extremely well. Uh, If it is something that you want to communicate more of, um, you know, hey, this is a how-to. Because if you just have a finished piece, sometimes because the nature of Pinterest, uh, people might just think that's for sale. Uh, you know, I think from a DIY space, it is probably better to have some text on there if it's not clear that, hey, I'm going to show you how to build this. Uh, if you're trying to sell it, then you probably want no text, right? Uh, so I think that's the difference as well. If you're going from a product perspective or an instructional, which is exactly what John was just talking about, um, you know, from from entertainment uh, versus you know DIY or tutorial. So th- those are great tips and techniques. And what you'll see again, you'll go on there and you'll just see the just volume of different pins, and everybody does something different. Um, and sometimes you'll look at one and you'll go, oh, "Wow, that that looks like a really cool pin," and it's got no repins. 
and you'll look at, you know, something else you're like, that's hideous. And it's got, you know, 50,000 repins. <laughs> yeah. And, and those are going to be the situations where the content is king. I mean, it could just be something that's that visually appealing or cool. Um, and those things do perform well. One question I do have, Brad, is um, so I know getting stuck in your formatting is something that you could easily do. You know, just create your template, drop it in, change it every single time. Boom, boom, boom. Everything looks consistent. I don't think on Pinterest that's something you have to do. Right. Like you no, can change it up all the time and you can actually do multiple pins per post. Right. Oh, yeah. I so and that's a. am glad you said that, John. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of we're kind of just walking our way through this conversation a bit, not as as structured, maybe. But um, so for some basic techniques, I touched on it uh, earlier in the episode, but I do uh, I do have pins like I have pins that actually don't live anywhere. They are not on my website that the only place they live is for Pinterest. So I will go into Photoshop and make a pin specifically for Pinterest. I'll take a picture and maybe it's a picture that I had on the post. Maybe not because um, I try to keep the blog post, you know, light. I, I don't like to have a whole lot of finished shots just because it, it bogs it down. It gets too much size and makes your load times go slower because I have like a bajillion process shots. Um, <laughs> but you can, in Pinterest, you can make the file sizes a little bit bigger too. Uh, so I will have a pin. And what I've also done is I'll do split testing. So I'll do A-B testing. Uh, I'll have the same exact picture. I'll have one title. Um, and I did this with a, a concrete one. I did one that I said like uh, it was for a concrete top coffee table. And I said one title was uh, how to DIY a concrete top coffee table, I think. And then the other one, I was like, all right, I'm going to play the Pinterest game. The other one was, uh, I can't remember if it was four or six, six lessons I learned uh, working with concrete. And Guess which one did better? <laughs> oh, <the laughs> six but like, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's one re- thing it's I was going to like, say uh, next. Yeah, it's is, got like 230,000 repins. So, yeah, and, and the other one was like 10. <laughs> Pinterest, I mean, it's it's. I don't want to say it this bluntly, but like, it's kind of clickbaity. You know, there is a lot of titling out there that people will be like, you know, six ways that I changed my life doing X dot, dot, dot. And it's just the photographs and it's trying to bait you in to click on it. Um, you'll see that a ton. Now, I don't know if I recommend doing it, but I mean, what the platform wants is what the platform wants. Um, you know, having step-by-step tutorials, tips and tricks, and having that properly written in your titling could be huge for your type of content you're doing. You know, I have, um, I had like, I had a blog post before I changed mine. That was my, uh, four coffee tables with two tools. I mean, if I wish I knew about Pinterest when I made it, cause it would have probably done well. Um, and I've <laughs> yeah. had people hit me up that are like, Oh dude, I built three of those coffee tables that you only needed two tools for. It was awesome. And I was like, man, I, I took that down because it was just so poorly done. <laughs> I didn't want it on my new blog. Uh, I should have <laughs> definitely left it. But, um, you know, that's different than having the titling be, you know, the four, four coffee table build or whatever it might, you know, so, so stimulate the conversation think about what type of content you have. Pinterest is somewhere where you can use multiple titles and actually see what's working for you. Um, a, a little more without being punished as much. You don't want to go change thumbnails on it, on, uh, YouTube posts like every other day to see what's performing better. Um, but on Pinterest you could put out, you know, two, three pins of the same post and you'll definitely get a sense of which one's doing and doing better and performing, uh, performing higher solely based on repins and, and how much use it's getting. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the part that I struggled with for a long time, John. Um, so I think what, you know, something John hit on there 
is very important is that um, you don't just pin something once either. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, okay, I already pinned that. Well, yeah. But so you don't just pin it once to your boards. You pin it to... Uh, so if I had a coffee table build, I I am going to put that in probably three to four of my own boards and probably a dozen uh, to 15 um, group boards. And that's because I will put it in my... I'll put it in my, you know, my fixthisbuild.com board. I'll put it in the video tutorial. I'll put it in my outdoor furniture board. And then I'll also put it in a board that I own that is, you know, all-star woodworking projects, which is, you know, again, just a, a bunch of people putting different projects in there. Uh, so getting your pin, and that's the same exact pin. So when I say that, that means I have made one pin um, and then I will do that for each individual pin I might do. So I will put that in my boards that I own. Then I will go out in these group boards. So we didn't really talk about group boards um, a lot. John mentioned he has joined group boards. Uh, what it is is that you, when you make a board, we talked about making personal boards. You can also make a board and then there's just a little toggle button to say add collaborators. And then it becomes a group board. So if you invite people, then they can pin to that board. If you don't invite anybody to the board, if you've not turned on collaboration, only you can post to it. So that's a group board and you have to have approval to get onto group boards. Uh, but what happens is that it's just new eyeballs and new audiences. And so I'll go pin those same things because most of the people following those boards are not going to be following my boards. Uh, and so after I've pinned all those different places, the 20 different boards, I'll come back a month later and repin it or I'll come back two weeks later and repin it. Uh, because again, th- that's the thing that just is, is hard for me to grasp, John, when I was thinking about Pinterest is like, like, where do these pins go? Like, yeah. <laughs> who's keeping up? Who's who's keeping all these pins? It's like you know the Seinfeld, the reservations. You can't just keep taking reservations. It's the holding the reservation that's the important part. But the um, but I, I think that's the interesting thing is that what I always tell what my my slogan for Pinterest is more is more. <laughs> like you just that's the craziest thing. It's like the whole spaghetti bowl approach is that I just keep pinning. Like I just keep throwing pins out there. Um. And I don't know how it works, man, but it just, you just keep throwing them. And eventually one day the Pinterest servers are going to explode and you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've noticed the same thing. It feels weird because on all the other social platforms, you like, you don't want to be posting your own stuff five times. You know, you, you feel right. like you're spamming, you feel like you're just over pushing it. Um, now we, you and I have kind of gotten to a rhythm for promoting our, uh, or I guess our video content on other platforms, what works, what doesn't, how to do it, how to do it right. Um, and But on Pinterest, I mean, just like you said, hammer that thing on five of your own boards, go put it on as many group boards as you could possibly get joined and approved to be on, and then come back in two weeks and do it again. Because you should be producing more content, and then that's more posts, and it just becomes uh, culminating and cumulative, and it just starts building and building. Uh, that's when people really start to notice you now. Um, I know Brad's all-star woodworking board is awesome. You get a lot of inspiration from other people out there doing it. Um, But also think about, you know, if you wanted to have people pinning on your boards, who would they be? And see if maybe they'd want to join a collaborative board. Like I actually just thought of this sitting here having this conversation is why don't I have an owned collab board? Um, And and it could be something that could work out to my benefit because my Pinterest following is like – 
Like <laughs> it's bad. Now I'm getting a ton of repins on my posts that I've uh, compared. I've doubled the traffic on my website since really going in on Pinterest, but my followers on Pinterest aren't growing. Um, and it's probably because I'm not bringing new eyeballs to my boards. I'm bringing them to just the content. Um, so there is a right. lot of strategy that goes into it. Hit, but hit on that, find- John. Hit hit on hit I'm sorry to mean to jump in but I want to make sure hit on uh the what you're going to do in between those two weeks when you come back and pin uh hit on other people's content because I think we've we've been bouncing off the surface but we really haven't got into how, what we do with other people's content too so um one thing you can do with other people's content is make sure you're pinning it to your personal boards um so like I said I I try to jump on Pinterest a couple days a week and just do inspiration for myself to get better and, and learn more, but I'm not just consuming it and looking at it. I'm repinning that stuff to boards that I have on my, um, on my personal page. And what that does is it takes other people's content, puts it on your board, gets some notice there, but then other people see that a board, a post got pinned to your board and then they repin it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's circular. Um, and it helps grow community around your page. Um, so make sure you are pinning other people's stuff. I actually think you want to be pinning what, Brad, 80 to 85% of other people's stuff um, compared to your own. And now Pinterest is, I mean, you got to be crushing it with the amount of pins you're putting out there and amount of repins. Um, there's so much content on Pinterest. Just think about it kind of like you would think about liking photographs on Instagram and then multiply it by five. Uh, and that's what you need to be doing per day on Pinterest to even sniff the surface of what it's capable of. Um, so because of that, you know, it's it's an it can become an amazing tool. It really can. Um, and you want to make sure that you, the other people's content you're consuming fits in with where you're trying to target your audience or take the people that are following you or, or consuming your content. Um, so like. I love food blogs. I, I love food blogs and I'm a big fan of style blogs too, but my audience isn't really trying to consume that. So I'm not repinning that type of content. What I am repinning is, you know, very well designed um, furniture stylings that are going towards uh, where I would want people following me to see my stuff. So, uh, for instance, rustic industrial type furniture. I have boards for rustic. I have boards for industrial. I have boards for rustic industrial. And then I have specific, you know, uh, parts of it. Um, I think dining tables and, uh, maybe, maybe coffee tables or living areas or something like that. So I might take one pin, put it on five boards from somebody else from there. And then I'm taking my own pins and putting it on there as well. So the people that are seeing that board or following that board specifically are getting my content. They're getting other people's content. They're getting inspirational content. They're getting tutorial content for my channels. Um, and you, you're, you just start building this community around the concept. Um, it's, it's, it can become very, I guess, confusing. I guess I'm like kind of talking in circles here, but you want to be promoting other people's stuff more than you're promoting your own. Um, and I think right. that's one thing that does win on Pinterest a ton is it's, it, you can't be selfish on Pinterest cause you're never going to win. Uh, you can't just post your own stuff and, and expect it to just go viral. Right. Uh, you do have think, to be building community. I think it's, uh, you know, it's almost the inverse of Instagram. Um, right. Yeah. Because you, you and I both, you know, we highlight other people in the, in the space and we'll do reposts. Um, and, and that's more like a 80, 20 type thing. So, right. So 80% my content, 20% other people's. And I think you're right. I think it's exactly reversed on Pinterest is that you, you know, you want to be pinning 20% of yours and 80% of other people's. And the main reason for that, uh, I think is because Pinterest is not a place for process shots as much. It's right. Not. So it, Instagram, and that's why, like, that's why I can put out 80% of my stuff. 
Uh, if I was only showing my beauty shots, I would post once a week, like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe once a month. Yeah. All right. Well, once every month. Uh, yeah. And so it would be, it would be like that. But, um, because Pinterest is more, uh, or excuse me, Instagram is more of a lifestyle and, you know, day to day, Hey, the Insta in the moment, um, Pinterest is much more of a, of a beauty shot. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about the beauty shots or bringing, you know, or enticing people into a process, uh, or something that they can learn from. But again, it's all around uh, clickable pins. And the more clickable pins you have on your boards, the more people, like John was mentioning, the more people are going to follow you and follow your boards. And so, and the reason, so tying it all together, the reason why you want to do that and you want to pin other people's stuff, um, for one, just to build the community there on Pinterest as well, is, is that when you do that, then people are going to say, uh, oh, I like john's eye for detail i like what john likes john uh, i look at his pins on this rustic industrial and man all these pins are great that's exactly the style i want and so now they follow him that's why they follow him and then when john makes a rustic industrial coffee table or dining table and he puts that on there he's got all these eyeballs that have been looking at all these other pins they see his boom they click on it so you're building the audience so kind of you know wrapping this all all around your goal is to build the audience who connects with your designs, connects with your taste. And then when you put your own content there, you know, that's going to flow right in with the rest of the content you've been pinning. People are going to look at it. They're going to go either buy it or go view it. Uh, and, and that's the end goal uh, in the Pinterest game. Yeah. And it doesn't seem as self-promotional because of you, you're building concept. You're not just saying, Hey, check me out. It's, you know, Hey, uh, this is what I like. This is what I built. If you already like what I'm building, excuse me, if you like what I like, you're going to like what I'm building. Um, and that's kind of what you're trying to do with it. So, you know, moving from there, I, I, I hmm, what else we got? I mean, I think it's yeah, kind think, of like honing in on your style up. might yep. be the last thing to touch on here. And that's essentially just going to be whatever you feel uh, matters to you. And I mean, like you could see Brad's page fits the fix this, build that model like to a T. And that's for a reason. It's because that's Brad. I mean, that's his style. And uh, a lot of the stuff being promoted on there, as well as the stuff being built by Brad, fits it and knocks it out of the park with that. Mine's on the other end of the spectrum. You know, there's a lot more um, design inspiration and fine finished furniture type builds on my boards. And that's because that's what I do for a living. So you got to make sure that your your style is being portrayed, too. You don't just want to put everything out there because everything's out there. I mean, try to make it as much you as you can while promoting others. And that's where you're going to see some major success. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is uh, a great key, John, is uh, you want people to connect with it and you want to be authentic, just like in every other social platform. You want to be authentic. Authenticity uh, is going to make it so much easier and it's going to help you uh, be better long term as well. Um, a few other things. So you know, this was a basic. This is just kind of like. <laughs> turned into just John and I kind of puking about Pinterest, but uh, just talking about, you know, how we use it and just kind of walking our way through it. Uh, you know, there are a lot of other things to get into that are higher level advanced. I think instead of jumping into them now, maybe we'll say that for another episode, but just to kind of hit on it, uh, you know, of some things that are there, there's some things, if you want to Google a few things to Google, you can go Google rich pins. Um, there are 
reposting applications that are actually good versus Instagram. Um, one is Tailwind. We're, we'll have a link down below in the description uh, to, to the Tailwind app, which both John and I use. Um, so you can kind of put it on autopilot, the reposting um, or the posting of the pins that you like. You can load it up and it'll post for you. Um, and then we, we talked about uh, there are Etsy listings, purchasable pins. That goes back into the rich pins. Um, again, if you want some more information before we get to it again, uh, go out and Google some of this stuff and, you know, you'll find a ton of information. But we kind of wanted to keep it at least at the high basic level for right now. Uh, and we will definitely come back and touch on it uh, if we see the interest. So let us let us know. Uh, let us know in uh, over on Instagram or or, uh, you know, shoot us an email if you're winning on Pinterest and, and how it's working out for you. Awesome. So a um, couple takeaways from this episode that we just, like Brad said, wanted to stimulate your thought, get you interested in Pinterest because we know it's massively powerful and it's helping both of us. Um, you know, first things first, I think we're going to kind of mesh the homework here, Brad, uh, too, is, is, you know, get set up. Don't be afraid to be on Pinterest. Uh, get on Pinterest and set up, you know, what, five to ten boards on things that you find passionate about in your life. Um, that's going to get you rolling and understanding the platform and get you consuming the content the way that Pinterest likes. Um, second thing is if you, when you start producing your own content for Pinterest, make sure that you're specifically thinking about Pinterest while taking your photographs, layouts, and titling for your content. Um, it is its own monster and it deserves to be treated as one. Um, it's not kind of your cookie cutter resharing type platform. Pinterest has got a, a lot of legs on its own and you may definitely want to make sure you're tailoring your content to it specifically. Um, next thing I'm going to suggest is joining some collab boards. You know, get on, once you get onto Pinterest and get rolling, Find some stuff that you're interested in and apply to some collaboration boards. Um, it's going to give you an understanding of what's going on out there with other content and business um, business individuals in the space. And it's also going to give you an opportunity to meet some of them. Um, and and what, what that'll do is just broaden your understanding horizons of Pinterest. Um, it is a big learning curve getting on Pinterest. And that's one thing you need to understand yeah. as well is it's not like Instagram where you can just post a photograph and then see what performs well and repost something that's close to it every day. I mean, it's changing, evolving. There's lots going on in it. It's a huge search engine. There's uh, the shareability. There's the purchasable pin. Like there's tons going on. So just get started using it. Um, take those three takeaways right there and, uh, you know, if, if you're like Brad said, if you if you're interested in some more, I guess, intermediate uh, <laughs> tactics and techniques, you let us know in the comments. Let us know on Patreon um, and, and we'll definitely get something together for you because Pinterest has been huge for both of us and we want to see you guys winning on it, too. Absolutely. I hope we <clears throat> excuse me. Absolutely. hope we whet your appetite a bit here and that you can dive into it a little bit more because I, I think it's a great platform to to utilize and it's underutilized. So uh, we are now going to jump over to our, our patron after show and answer some questions for our fine folks over in the MFP tribe over there. Again, if you want to be part of that show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And we do a weekly show after show every week uh, for about 20 minutes after the show. All right, John, this is a good one, man. We'll hit, hit you guys on the next episode. Yeah.
So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.